Hello and welcome to another episode of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I am your host, Richard Haynes of Manhattan Pacific Realty here, a residential real estate brokerage in the South Bay area of Los Angeles. We are back with another episode. It is March 2nd, 2021. I have taken a month off, forgive me, but my wife and I brought in a beautiful baby boy into the world on February 1st. So as you can imagine, there has been very little sleep and a circus going on at home with two boys under two. We are feeling very lucky though, blessed and totally loved by friends and family. So we're excited to have the new bundle of joy here with us. And I am officially excited to be back to doing the podcast and bring it to you hopefully on a weekly basis here. What has still continued on a weekly basis is my written weekly blog at manhattanpacificrealty.com slash blog. Hope you've been catching up on my thoughts with the real estate market there. And we're going to get back at it with the podcast each and every week here. I'm still dog tired from not sleeping all too often. So this podcast is going to be a little bit shorter, a little bit more concise, a few numbers for you guys to hear and listen to, and some anecdotal thoughts on the market, on what we've seen with our buying clients and our selling clients. I brought out two listings when the baby was born, the week the baby was born, and we're writing a ton of offers so I can still give you guys some anecdotal perspective on what we're seeing that I hope helps you as a buyer or seller in this current market. Let's get right to it. I'm going to cover three topics, and I'll try and break them down for you. One is inventory and the inventory squeeze, where it's happening, where it's not happening. And then topic number two, I'm calling panic buying. I'm going to talk about what I'm seeing from buyers and seeing on sales and our listings that is really showing some panic out of buyers and pushing prices really, really high. And then topic number three, I'm going to talk briefly about the eviction moratorium here in the state of California. As some of you know, I've been bullish long-term on income properties and think that there's opportunity to pounce on income properties this year because they've underperformed the market and there's challenges with tenants paying. So we're going to cover that moratorium and give you a little bit more insight on income properties. So we're jumping all over the place, but you know what? It's been a month off and we're just going to do it this way. I'll get better next week for you. So let's get into it. Inventory. Let's talk some inventory numbers because all we hear about in the media is there's no inventory, buyers are fighting for properties, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that is correct. And that is correct in most areas, but it still depends on price point and certain pockets have inventory squeezes where others do not. Where we are seeing the greatest inventory squeeze in the South Bay at least from the areas I like to cover on the blog, we're seeing the greatest inventory squeeze on the Palos Verdes Peninsula. And you're seeing squeezes by the beach in Redondo, Hermosa, and Manhattan. 
Hermosa not so much, but Redondo Beach in Manhattan, although it's not record inventory squeezes that we are seeing here in Palos Verdes. So let's look at the numbers. Starting with Palos Verdes Estates, at the end of January, we saw 38 active listings. That was the second lowest number of active listings in Palos Verdes Estates ever. So that shows you kind of the squeeze that we're seeing on the hill and for PVE, second lowest inventory at the end of January ever. And I'm not talking about in January's looking back. I'm talking about any month ever on the MLS. Rancho Palos Verdes, 60 active listings at the end of January 2021. Not a record low, but Rancho Palos Verdes active listings rarely dip below 100. They have multiple times in the past, but they rarely dip below 100 RPV at 60. So not 95 active listings, not 98. We are at 60 active listings when we rarely dip below 100 in Rancho Palos Verdes. That's an inventory squeeze. That makes it tough on buyers. Moving on finally to Rolling Hills Estates. I'm not going to cover behind the gates because it's just too small of a city and the inventory levels vary widely. We can cover that another time, but Rolling Hills Estates, 13 active listings at the end of January. That is an all-time record low. We've never seen Rolling Hills Estates with lower inventory ever, and that is a market that typically has a range of 20 to 50 homes on the market, if you want to kind of get some perspective. 20 to 50 homes is a range normally, 13 active listings, Rolling Hills Estates, all-time record low. Moving on to the beaches, Redondo Beach, 92 active listings at the end of January, not a record low, but the typical range for Redondo Beach trends between about 80 and 180 active listings. They're at 92, definitely an inventory squeeze, definitely lower inventory than normal, and so buyers are having to duke it out there. Hermosa Beach, 53 active listings at the end of January 2021. That's kind of a normal level. In fact, we've seen 53 and ranges around 53 for the better part of the last decade in Hermosa Beach. Inventory levels in in Hermosa Beach, nothing out of the ordinary there. Interesting. It's a small city. Maybe that has some effect. Maybe because there are big condo complexes, big townhome complexes. I'm not sure, but Hermosa's not feeling the inventory squeeze like everywhere else for the most part. And then lastly, Manhattan Beach, 90 active listings at the end of January. That is a low number for Manhattan Beach, but not a record. It has been much lower in Manhattan Beach in the past. And for perspective, there was a three and a half year period where active listings were below 90. So between October 2012 and February 2016, Manhattan Beach never went above 90 listings for three and a half years. So while there is an inventory squeeze in Manhattan Beach, it's on the lower levels. If you were a buyer looking between October 
2012 and February 2016, you never saw inventory levels rise above 90. So we've seen it much worse in Manhattan Beach, but maybe between the Redondo and Hermosa Beach squeeze and still not keeping pace, if your pacemaker is low inventory, not keeping pace with the very low inventory of Palos Verdes. But all in all, the South Bay markets I like to cover. There is an inventory squeeze outside of Hermosa Beach. Palos Verdes is seeing record low inventory. Redondo Beach next and Manhattan Beach relatively low. Moving on to the next topic, panic buying. Well, to start the year, we have seen some insane happenings in the market, particularly with buyers becoming more and more desperate to secure a home amid this pandemic, especially in Palos Verdes, we are seeing buyers pay crazy numbers above the comps to lock down a home. Now, as I had mentioned in earlier podcasts, interest rates are really fueling this market. The 10% jump in prices represented the 10% jump in buying power. We are now starting to see the pandemic kick in above and beyond interest rates. To give you an example, we brought a listing out first week of February when we were having the baby in Rancho Palos Verdes, a fixer, a probate sale, but with wonderful, wonderful views in the Los Verdes area. We painted it, we staged it, we put it out on the market. After one week, we had 100 tours and almost 20 offers, and the home sold for $200,000 above its nearest comp. That is crazy. The nearest comp sold just three months earlier, and in my opinion, was in better condition and probably had better views. But buyers, and this wasn't just one buyer, the winning buyer going 200 grand over asking, there were other buyers nipping at their heels. They went 200 grand over potentially a better home that sold just three months ago. We are seeing this across the board throughout the hill. We are seeing this across the board in coveted assets in Redondo Beach, Hermosa Beach, and Manhattan Beach. And we are seeing this across the board in affordable markets around a million dollars and less for single-family homes. Think Torrance around a million dollars, Hawthorne below a million dollars. We are seeing insane bidding wars because people want to get into homes. They've got more buying power. The pandemic's weighing on them, and there is no inventory. It's wild, guys. And I think it slows down, and it will slow down. It can't keep up forever. But the interesting thing is, is over the next two or three months with some of these panic buys that I'm seeing, they're going to be setting new comps 100 grand higher, 200 grand higher than the past sales. And I'm wondering what that's going to do to the market. Is that the new norm where these huge outperforming sales are the new level up? Or will we see kind of a pullback getting back to sane prices? I don't know. And and these maybe aren't crazy with the buying power and what people want these days amid the pandemic. I will leave you with this with panic buying. I have seen, I don't know if it's green shoots. Maybe it's green shoots for buyers and not for sellers. But I am seeing a few clients and a few listings 
become more rational and more reasonable. There's a few properties we're making offers on this week, and it's not 10 plus offers. It's not 20 plus offers. Yes, the underpriced properties in Palos Verdes, you know, around a million bucks or the Torrance properties, a million dollars are still getting 20 plus offers, but I am seeing only five offers. That's still quite a bit of competition, but feedback from agents looks like we're starting to plateau around five offers, which really feels like you're negotiating against less than what you're used to. And I'm trying to think if this week we're seeing green shoots that people are slowing things down. We're getting a bit more rational. The craziness is behind us. The vaccine's rolling out. I don't know. I've got to see more proof of it, but I'm getting more encouraged this first week of March getting feedback that there aren't quite as many offers on some of the houses above one and a half million, if that helps. So I'm talking anecdotally and running on a little bit, but we have seen panic buying to start the first two months of the year. Sellers who took advantage of selling in January, February are being rewarded and outperforming. I still think you can get your home on the market this month or next month and do very, very well. My hope is we can all take a breath and maybe get back to equilibrium. That's a tall order, but we'll see if this plateau the first week of March continues on. Last but not least, I'm going to talk about the eviction moratorium. When I left you for the last month, the state of California extended their eviction moratorium to June 30th, 2021. They've also extended forbearance, foreclosures, all that stuff as well. But I'm talking specifically about evictions because I've written about on the blog, I've talked about how I like income properties as a buying opportunity amidst all this craziness because income properties have underperformed. And they've underperformed because there are risks that your tenants don't pay you, and when they don't pay you, you can't evict them. And for good reason, we shouldn't be putting people on the street during COVID-19 when they've lost their job. But at the same time, landlords can only handle so much. And so I am bringing this up to advise you on while I have recommended income properties, you need to be very specific and very precise on your income properties. I personally own income properties in low-income areas. Right now, that is not where I'm recommending my clients to buy their income properties. Why is that? Well, I'm experiencing that low-income tenants are losing their jobs more than high-income tenants are. And at the same time, low-income tenants have less savings, potentially lower credit scores, and a little bit less to lose compared to someone who has a high credit score, lots in liquid assets, and a high-paying job that still pays them. And so where we're seeing income properties get affected and lose the most rents, it's low-income properties. I will tell you, when we make settlements to avoid eviction proceedings, I have typically seen we settle with tenants where we give them two months to stay for free, And we pay them two months worth of rent to help them with a security deposit one month, and then the other month is for them to pay for moving costs. That was typical pre-COVID. Now, I'm not even going to comment 
on the settlement deals that we are making now with tenants. If you thought two months of staying in the place for free and getting two months payment was outrageous, you don't know low-income housing settlements on eviction proceedings. If you want to know what's happening now in COVID where evictions don't even happen and courts aren't even open, the settlements are insane. Huge, huge, double, triple the amount of what I just quoted you is typical, and we're seeing it in greater amounts in low-income housing. So for now, I think income property buys in low-income housing, if you don't have deep pockets, you need to be careful buying there because you could be hit over the head of tenants not paying you rent, and there is nothing you can do about it for six to 12 months, and you're going to be striking big checks and losing big money if you have to evict someone. Where I'm recommending clients to buy income property right now are middle income, high income areas. High income tends to not make sense because those don't pencil from a cash flow basis, but middle income areas, I'll give you an example, Torrance, Lomita, those areas around the South Bay where you have solid paying jobs, Compared to the South Bay, it's middle of the road. If you can live in Torrance, you're doing very, very well. Compared to Manhattan Beach, you're, you're middle of the road. But people are paying their rents there. They have a little bit more to lose because most, most tenants are still being paid. They have good savings. They have good credit scores. And they just don't want to deal with an eviction proceeding. They don't want to not pay rent and then get in a battle with a landlord. Most are paying, and if they can't, they're working with you rather than just not paying, and you should work with them. That's what you should do during these times. You work with them, and then you get back on track with rent later on. So that is what I am recommending for clients now. There are deals in those middle markets in the South Bay that I think are going to be great opportunities because they're not outperforming. And I am seeing some higher income beach real estate income properties where you think they might get a lot of offers. And maybe it's just one or two, or maybe they're slightly underperforming, and there's opportunities there if you'll take less cash flow to pick up great deals where you can increase rents, fix up properties down the road. So I wanted to give you guys that nuance. Eviction moratorium extended to June 30th, 2021. You really need to hesitate on low-income housing unless you have deep pockets and focus on the middle-income areas because as we start to vaccinate and that eviction moratorium expires, I think you're going to do really, really well and find that you bought at a discount. So I'm going to leave it at that, you guys. That was our latest Richard Haynes Real Estate Podcast for March 2nd, 2021. Inventory is at record lows in Palos Verdes. We're squeezed in Redondo and Manhattan Beach. There has been panic buying the last couple of months and you are going to see some outrageously high comps closing in the next month to two months. And the eviction moratorium in California has been extended now until the end of June. And you need to take that into account when you're buying income properties as an investor. I am going to leave you guys with that. Thank you for joining me again. I'm going to go get some sleep and try and bring it for you next week. Take care and have a great week. See ya.